previously on SDI and the Degenerate. March the 17th, 2021. Yep, that's right. It is St. Patrick's Day. A bonanza. It was a wild zoo. It was. I hated that. It's amateur hour, man. <laughs> hey, it's amateur hour? Yeah, it's all these kids that don't know how to drink, that just come and they drink like buffoons and they get way too drunk and like, get out of here. Go, go back to where you're from. <laughs> and the ESPN notification. Oh, Sunday, 1 o'clock. Oh, it's probably XFL stuff. I'll look at it. Quote. Watt Grandma Terrup Dance Floor. Texans J.J. Watt and his grandmother are the life of the party at the oh. defensive end's wedding. Oh, my God. Why is ESPN sending me this alert? <laughs> How is this news? It just I don't understand their, their fascination with J.J. Watt. That's it's the, not news. They're sending updates to J.J. Watt's grandmother to, cutting a rug on the, to, on the dance to watch floor? watch him dance with his grandmother at his wedding. Oh, my God. That is that, my... That's not ESPN news. Oh, yes. Welcome to another edition of SDI and the Degenerate. I like the gong intro. Oh, we are recording on this day live, March 24th, 2021. Uh, we are a week after St. Patrick's Day and a week before Kong Day. Kind of like in that middle sandwich uh, week uh, in between. Uh, we just had March Madness. The first weekend got in. All except for one game got played. And uh, what's up, SDI? Today's a big one. That Arizona-UCLA game is a big one for me tonight. <laughs> that's right. Oh, that's right. Technically, the March Madness is not over. I apologize. No, the best tournament in March is going on right now. The ladies are, are duking it out. How are you doing in that heads-up bracket challenge with your uh, – yeah, we're, uh, we're about even. He's, he's up by 10 points. I'll tell you what, uh, SDI. Uh, uh, the, we, uh, I was stressing that Houston-Rutgers uh, game the, the, on the men's side. Um, <laughs> I didn't want it because my team was already out. Yeah, I saw like, Illinois. Like I, I, Illinois got bounced by Loyola Chicago. Uh, Craig, if you're listening 30 years from now, uh, there's multiple double-digit seeds in the Sweet 16. There could have been more. Um, and you got Loyola Chicago, an eight seed, uh, on its way to the Sweet 16, playing on a 12-seed Oregon State. And you have a 15-seed um, Oral Roberts. Uh, they made it to the Sweet 16, if you're listening 30 years from now. You had... Yet every seed won in the tournament except for a 16. Well, technically a 16 got a win in the tournament just in the playing rounds, not in the uh, not against a one. But a 15 beat a two, a 14 beat a three. You had two 13s beat a four, and you did only you only had one 12 beat a five. You, although UC Santa Barbara could easily won that game against Creighton. You had two 11s. should have won that game. You had two 10s, and really the only seven, they're the only other seven that won was one on on an automatic forfeit win. And uh, wild stuff in this NCAA tournament, and some of these teams. We have two 11s in the Sweet 16. You got a, and you got a 12, and you got a, and you got a 15 in the Sweet 16 as, as well. The Sweet 16, she's not settled yet. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry. The ladies still have to. We, we got, we got, a, we got a barn burner between Missouri State and Wright State. We're going on right now. Oh, well, the late. I remember the first day of the ladies. Um, there was not a single upset. Like every higher seed won on the first day of yeah. the tournament, and then the upset started to kick in. Right, and right now, or, this Oregon-Georgia game is, is unbelievable. Five minutes to go, Oregon's up by three. Yeah, there you go, SDI. SDI is all, all over it. Uh, so uh, as far as our men's side, uh, SDI, we have to talk about uh, our wild uh, escapades 
out uh, watching March Madness on Friday at the establishment that we went to. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta be honest, SDI. Um, I'm a little, I was a little annoyed. Now, overall, we had a great time. You know, we had all the games on and whatnot. All right, am I stealing a segment for later on? Is there, is, is, is there a biasal potential on what happened on Friday? Uh, no. All right. And so, um, yeah, we watched. Uh, we t- we teased last week on our podcast. So we were going to establishment to watch all the games on Friday. And I got there <laughs> right after work. I showed up like at ten forty-five. But the problem is the place didn't open till twelve. So I literally had to go back in the car and like you know do more more research and more gambling. Uh, while we waited for the place to be open, I was already there. And then the door opens right at the crack of twelve, and uh, <laughs> they had to ask to put the game on. Now they did have a whole schedule of all the games on, but not the first one. The first game was cut off from the schedule, so they didn't know. They thought the first game started at twelve forty-five, and really the first game started at twelve fifteen. That's all. It's all right. No, no, no big deal. And then, but they get eventually we get to the point where you got four games going on, and that place. The reason why we wanted to go to this place because last time we went there, SDI, they had sound. It was like you know they were great at changing the sound during football when a football game ended. They was like great at uh, switching to the sound. They got good TVs, uh, and uh, we get there, and um, they said that you know March Madness didn't qualify as an important enough event to have sound. And I wasn't going to complain, but I was a little I was a little annoyed. I'm going to be I'm not going to lie to you, SDI. I know you don't so care. I, I, I actually prefer March Madness without sound because there's four games going on at once. So if you have the sound on for the Florida game, then you can't concentrate on the Arkansas. No, but you have the sound on at the game that's closest to ending. Yeah, but I'm right. But the, you still can't concentrate on the other three because you, you hear like bang and you're yeah, like, Wait, but you. Yeah, you, you don't want to hear the sounds of March. You don't want to hear the, the rise of the announcer's voice. No, I, enough of this, Jim Nance. You can hear him next week at the Masters. Well, no, you're not just Jim Nance. You got Nestler. You got uh, you got uh, yeah, uh, and, Brian and Anderson. Like thirty years too too late on this. <laughs> Nestler. You got Brian and uh, Kevin Harlan. You're telling me one. No, he's the only one that's worth. He's the only one worth listening to. <laughs> and so. And you had a lot of good. I mean, you had a good, good announcing crew, and of course, you got. I love hearing the CBS music, uh, in between, like when they go to commercial break. Da 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 da. I mean, think about it. In the last three months, the person you've heard the most besides Fauci is Jim Nash. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, yeah, he called the Super Bowl. Yeah, he's he's called- he, call, he calls the Big Ten tournament. He's calling March Madness. He'll call the Masters in a couple weeks. And uh, yeah, and we were there for like a solid. Uh, we were there for a solid, you know, eight or nine hours, just nonstop. Yeah, it was, it was, we were there for two. But long. then SDI, you gotta admit, I'm surprised this didn't make your nominees for Biasol of the week. But uh, then the heat, the, the heater playing that night, and uh, they're like, you know, we're watching March Madness, and they have literally 35, 40 TVs, uh, like all right next to each other. By the way, on each, there's two rows of. Like, you know, t- good solid 20, 25 TVs on each row. And I'd be stretching a little bit, but you, you get the point. And uh, SDI, as soon as the heat game tips off, or like, you know, when it, like a couple minutes into the first quarter, it's not on TV. And then all of a sudden, it's on every TV. And- you can tell I was a little bit drunk at that point because I cursed out the manager. I was like, you got to have the heat game on all the bleeping TVs? Yeah, I couldn't believe that. Like during March Madness? Like, you, know, you, have, you have seven. Like, what's the point of, of having all those TVs if whenever the heat play, you have to put it on every single one? If, if you, wanna, you could save money and cut back half your TVs if you're going to do that. Right, and it's like it's the heat. It's not like they're that good anyway. Yeah, it was a regular season game against the Pacers. And look, it should have been. I mean, look, if you like, I understand why they would want to put it on, but... When you have that many. Yeah, it's not on every single TV. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's, 
I mean, I get it like on a normal Friday where there's nothing else going on. Fine, but there was March Madness. Yeah, and it was so we, we were appalled. we were appalled. I'm like, what the hell? They're literally gonna put yeah. the t- every TV. Yeah, although I went last night and they didn't put the heat game on. They just had the women's tournament on all TV. Oh, <laughs> nobody bothered to ask to put the heat game on. Of course not. It was the best tournament in March. <laughs> yeah, we're at two seven. A two seven matchup is decided by forty two points. Yeah, but we had a six three upset last yeah, night. Yeah, Michigan. Yeah, I think Michigan got to both men and women's teams in the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, Michigan. Did Oregon, yeah, Michigan Oregon go too? Or are they playing right Oregon? Now? Yeah, Oregon. Play, Oregon's playing right now. They're playing Georgia. They're up two with two with two minutes to go. Ah, so I see, I see you're gonna be distracted. But we are. But last week was St. Patrick's Day. We were, uh, we were, we did the podcast before the festivities of St. Patrick's Day. And mm-hmm. SDI, you had called it. I put it in the previously that it was amateur hour, and you actually went out and experienced amateur hour. Yeah. Well, for me, it wasn't like I left right bef- when I saw the amateur hour on its way. Like when I got there, it was it was busier than it normally is on a Wednesday at six o'clock or whatever time it was. But it was mostly like regulars that know what they're doing, which wanted to be out to see the the amateur hour. And then around like eight thirty, I, I through the co- corner of my eye, I started seeing you know all these all these children coming in, and I was like, okay, close my tab. It's amateur hour time. And then I went to I went to Zach and Tony's favorite place to get pizza, and the line outside of Red Bar was slammed. <laughs> Uh, with a bunch of amateurs. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah JC's like, hey, come on in, have a drink. And I'm like, bro, like, you, you kidding me? He's like, no, you know, you know you don't have to do the line. I'm like, no, I know I don't have to do the line, but I want to hang out with these with these super spreaders in there. <laughs> yeah, you're vaccinated, and then that's what you claim. Oh, no, 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 I can't, I can't go in there. No, I'm scared of the wrong. No, I, well, I'm fully vaccinated. I get my second dose tomorrow, so it's like I'm almost at the finish line, so I'm being a little bit more careful now than I was before. But theoretically, vaccine one, like, isn't that already, like, you know, that's like 90% of the battle, like, according. Right. It's You're almost there, but I feel like I, I can see the finish line now, so... Uh, I'm looking forward to my small gathering on July 4th now that I'll be fully vaccinated uh, tomorrow. (laughs) But we are going to talk to our special guest later today is going to be Dan Day, who is a St. Patrick's Day savant. Like you know that. By the way, did you uh, did you did you hear our 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 old friend the uh, Chicago's Teachers Union? Oh, what do they? Oh no, what do they do? You know how the CDC came out and said that in schools it's okay to be three feet yes. apart and not to be six. Well, apparently now the Chicago Teacher Union does it. They don't trust the CDC. They don't trust the science now. They're not sure about no. it. <laughs> By the way, better than March Madness, uh, almost better than March Madness on Friday was like what CBS. They had an in between period where after the first two games oh, that aired okay. on CBS. They had the news yeah. on before the second wave of games, and just us hammered. And you listening to you give your hot takes on the news as each news headline comes up. And the, like my favorite <laughs> one, my favorite one is Europe going through its a third wave of, of COVID nineteen. It's a fourth. It's a fourth. And then you're like, oh no, I thought they were shut down. How did this happen? You're right. I thought they were shut down. I don't understand how this happens. <laughs> and that was like that that was hilarious. That we should do do that more often. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like when I get when I get home drunk and I send you videos of me watching a, a certain uh, a certain newscaster. <laughs> he's he's the you know, not 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 Don Lime, but the other guy. <laughs> The yellow one. <laughs> oh my god! Oh boy! The the yellow line. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we're gonna talk to Dan Day in about fifteen minutes' time. 
Uh, and yeah. give us his uh his his thoughts on you know his wild the St. Patrick's Day escapades, uh, one night like that's his Super Bowl legitimately in uh, Dan Day like that that's his thing going up in New Orleans apparently those those loose with the drinking age and it was just wah, palooza it was just, and, yeah but I feel like growing up in New Orleans I feel like Mardi Gras would be your big day that's true that's true but more, you know oh yeah Mardi Gras but yeah you know what was this we don't we'll ask him about it yeah you know what that's the, yeah wait, waiting about to know. T- So SDI, as I was saying, I mean, we, we got distracted, and I wanted to make to, get to an earlier point. Back when I was when I was, you know, wasn't really arguing with the manager. She was an NLW of that of that place, but I, I asked a very a simple question about what their policy on putting sound on for sporting events was, and she said March Madness didn't qualify, and it's like only when football when Florida was playing, and sure enough, Florida happened to be playing in their game in the NCAA tournament. I'm like, hey, Florida's playing, and no, 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 doesn't doesn't qualify, and SDI. I gotta say, if March Madness doesn't qualify as a big time enough sporting event for these sports bars to put the sound on, then we are doomed as a society. Doomed. Like that, that is that is absurd. I wasn't. I was first round of March Madness, and I don't remember the sound ever being on for the first round anywhere I've been. Uh, are, you, are you crazy, bro? No, no, no. Uh, I feel like you know that. I mean, back in. Like, the, I don't remember Brother Jimmy's ever having the sound. Beat or be B dubs. But B Dubs, um, I mean, they're the official B spa bar of March Madness, and all those. Yeah, they're, also, they're also closed, so maybe it was a bad I, idea. No, <laughs> that, that B Dubs is closed. Yes, mm-hmm. but I, I remember watching a Miami Hurricanes. Well, I mean, it was the Hurricanes, a first round game against Pacific, a two fifty. No Hurricanes, I, no, yeah, UM, I get it, but they're not going to put the sound on for like Loyola, whoever Georgia they play. T- no, but um, no, I think but B Dubs would because they're the official. Like you can't have all those commercials during March Madness. Well, say, if they were the official sponsor. Why didn't they send that Illinois game to overtime? So my bragging would have been busted. <laughs> uh, and that's another thing you were you were you were ragging on me for that Houston p- picking Houston to win it yeah, it's all. Still a terrible pick. No, nah, but I mean it's only a terrible pick because uh, in in the Tobin and Leroy bracket group, two other people picked Houston. I should have picked. No, it's Alabama. a terrible pick because you're not going to win. All right, but that's a chance you take. I don't want. I'm not gonna pick Michigan or Gonzaga and be in the crowded field of sharing the, my picks with 30 other guys. I mean, how, how many people have Gonzaga, Illinois as their title game? Like, tw- like 20 people. Yeah, I did. And half that's half of that's gone. Yeah. And, and, uh, and look, you could you could go chalk and be like you know 30th place. Uh, that's a, the chance. Those are the chances you take. In fact, when you do go chalk, you have to be so perfect. You have to not only get your title game right. And have your, your your team win it all, but you have to get like, you have to almost have a perfect final four to right. win your bracket if you go that way. Yes. Like you see, there's two. I mean, you, there's everywhere. I know that I'm not going to be perfect when I fill out my bracket. Uh, I know we're going to have some mistakes. So if I if I if I'm wrong, I need to be able to gain points else elsewhere. I need to be able to say, oh, I got right, Houston. but you're not going to gain the points there because they're not going to win. All right, well, Illinois is a win, and they're, they're done. There's no points right. in the game. No, yeah, you, you at least made it to the second weekend. That's great. Uh, <laughs> but, like, let's look at my, like my, my San Diego bracket, where I have Gonzaga. Uh, and also, a lot of it depends on the size of the bracket. If it's a smaller bracket, take ch- take chalk. Like, in in my San Diego bracket, there's eight people, uh, only th- three of which have Gonzaga, and so I'm still in it. Yeah, but like, but but like, who 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 do you have Gonzaga playing in the title game? If Illinois, you have Gonzaga, but so do the other two people that have him. All right, yeah. So now now it's going to come down. 
Yeah, so that's exactly now it's going to come down to uh, your your other final four teams. Which how, how much variance do they have in your other final? Well, four? Well, I have FSU other... in the final four in that one, so that's the big one. So yeah, if, if so you got FSU, Michigan, whoever if Michigan wins that game, uh, you're pretty much done because I'm sure the other two people have Michigan winning in their elite, at least in their elite eight. And if Florida State wins, you'll have a leg up over the others two, right. and the, the other two aren't going to be able to gain points on you. Right, you're all they all have the same picks. Mm-hmm. That's why uh, I went. Uh, I went with Houston. Obviously, now in our gr- in our uh, brother Jimmy's group, uh, well, I, also, I also have USC in the Elite Eight in that one. I have. Oh, that's that's where you could gain points back if they don't have USC. But chances are somebody has Michigan at least in the Final Four. No, yeah, no, those, for sure. Yeah, out of those Gonzaga people. So, but uh, in our brother Jimmy's group, it's only like eight people. Had I picked Alabama in that group, I would have been tied with uh, Oklahoma Aaron, who picked Aaron, Alabama to win it. Yeah, now, so I gotta, now I got. <sighs> I got to root for Houston now because I don't want that Buddy Beheim in advance. <laughs> uh, so sick of that Buddy Beheim? God, I'm making so many threes. <laughs> sick of him. It's like his like oh, Buddy like Buddy Beheim shooting advances his father to the Sweet Sixteen. No, it also advanced him. <laughs> yes. uh, There's nothing cat- more annoying to me than father-son co- combinations in sports, and I have a great relationship with my father. So is it, this isn't one of those daddy issue things. Uh, <laughs> it's just nothing annoys me more than that. Like like Archie and Peyton, like ah, oh, so annoying. In fact, Mike uh, Greenberg did a list of like the top five father-son combinations in honor of Buddy Beheim and Jim Beheim. <laughs> that would be something Grady would do. It was like it was like uh, the the Mannies were number one. Then it was I think the Bonzes or the Griffies. They were two and three. I don't remember which one was two and three. <laughs> this is a, yeah, but Buddy Beheim was. I was gonna reach. I reached out to Greg Likens, a former uh, Syracuse alum. As he was gonna come on. Um, he hasn't gotten back to me. Maybe we'll get him on next week. Uh, well, there's no pod uh, next week. Uh, oh, that's right. There's no pod next week. Yeah, I'm on vacation. Oh, that's right. I take a lot of vacation because I get a lot of vacation. Rack them. <laughs> Rome used to always say that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, clones. <laughs> Rack them. Have a take. Don't suck. Have <laughs> a take. Don't suck. <laughs> Even though he says saying someone sucks isn't a take, but then he says have a take. Don't suck. <laughs> Yeah, that was on at the. That was on at the. That, the, dude, the that, him breaking the news about Pete Weber retiring, I think, was the was the the most exciting part of that day. Yeah, that was on Friday. Like we're watching all the March Madness. Amazing, Pete Weber's trying to take away the uh, the new like the, the the attention off of March Madness by announcing his retirement on day one of March Madness. <laughs> Genius. How many people listening to this podcast have any idea who Pete Weber is? Yeah, I know for real. If you're listening 30 years from now, do you know who Pete Weber is? Is, is there a Pete Weber's kid uh, b- bowling it up out there? You know, it was brought up. I, I sent you the screenshot. It was brought up to. It was brought to my attention that you know how we call baseball kids of baseball a former baseball player steroid babies. Yeah. What about what about basketball players like the Mobleys? Oh, the Mo- the Mobleys. Yeah, uh, Isaiah and uh, Evan Mobley of USC, and then no, they're not Catino Mobleys. Uh, 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 kids, there's somebody out there, Evan Mobley. I think he's on the staff uh, at USC. But Evan, uh, I mean, uh, uh, Eric Mobley. Sorry, is the dad. But uh, Evan Mobley is supposed to be like a top five pick in the NBA. Right, draft. but but that's not like you have a you have a few of those. No, you have a couple father son combos in the NBA. Oh, you had the well, you had Michael Porter Jr. Um, 
when he was at Missouri, his dad was an assistant at Missouri, and Michael, and he has his brother at Missouri too, and his sister at Missouri. Uh, that that was a, a huge thing. Uh, the last one, that, I, I, the last father and son in the NBA, I could think of is the Dunleavies. Bill Clinton is trending on Twitter with Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh God! Well, what, this is this. <laughs> I wonder why. That's funny. I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Karl Marx. Not that I follow a social media, but I do casually look at, you know, Barry Jackson's Twitter on my iPad, and I could still see what's t- trending. And I saw that Karl Marx was trending. Yeah, but... yeah. Hey, what's up, Dan uh, Day? What's going on, man? Ah, uh, just coming in, man. R- r- woo, whoa. Let me close all this stuff up. I got people. Uh. Um, nah, man. Just getting it done, bro. What you guys got going on? Hey. Another oh Dan Dan I mean I'm sure not as much as you uh, you had going on last week on St Patrick's Day. Whoo man had some action, bro. <laughs> where'd you Where'd you go? What'd you do? Uh, I hosted trivia actually at 26 Degree Brewing in Pompano Beach, and then I hung out there afterwards. And they share a parking lot with Flanagan's, so talked to some ladies and drank some beer, and that was about it. Was it Flanagan's is a great spot for uh, for St Patrick's Day. Actually, 26 Degrees was popping a little bit. Of course, I went late kind of because things were kind of closing down. But uh, 26 Degrees was full of people. Yeah. Yeah, I'm down here in Brickle, and at like 9 o'clock, everything was starting to get packed. Yeah, they started shutting us down, though, pretty early, uh, like 10, 30, 11 o'clock, something like oh, that. Wow. So, what, like, you know, the St. Patrick's Day, Dan, that's like, that's like your Super Bowl, isn't it? That and Cinco de Mayo, like that, that's your March Madness. Is oh, Saint yeah, Patrick's man, Day. well, not Cinco de Mayo so much, but uh, with a name like Daniel Patrick Day on St. Patrick's Day, you got to <laughs> go out there, man. You got to live it up. It's in your blood. It's in your DNA. <laughs> it's just everything. No, St. Patrick's Day is seriously, like, I'm drunk just by association, but I have to start putting down some beers immediately. Um, just hypothetically, you know, if if St. Patrick's Day this year had been fallen during this past weekend during March Madness, there's no chance any of the games would have been on, right? It would have just nobody would have even bothered to ask to put any games on. Oh, yeah. I mean, no, I mean, you stumble around and look at it. It just so happened where I was at. I had my back turned to the screens, so. You know, I, I didn't really see, and, you know, I was looking at other things, especially on St. Patrick's Day. Uh, it's just a little different. But, no, I mean, you, you stumble upon the games, and you might have one at first when you're just starting to get loose. But then the longer you get loose, the less and less your viewing goes on. But, yeah, but if you want to request to put a specific game on, they're never going to get to you because there's so many drunkards they got to attend to at St. Patrick's Day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, it's If you, if you want to watch the game, stay home. And also, yeah. we've talked about it before. Um, especially with Hawk and Crowder, that first of all, getting your TV channel changed on a normal day at a sports yeah. bar is impossible. Ah. Oh, what? They go to the manager, the manager comes. Oh, what so channel? What provider? It's like, man, come on, man, just change it to <laughs> CBS. <laughs> channel four. <laughs> what, what is that on cable? I don't know. <laughs> true, true TV. Imagine. I pirated it all anyway. Come on, man. <laughs> Just go to, well, I'm not going to say the website, but you know, yeah. <laughs> just go to the legal website and um, click on the game. <laughs> so St. Patrick's Day or, uh, or um, Mardi Gras, bigger day for you? Oh, oh God, it's tough. Mardi Gras is so interesting because Mardi Gras isn't just one day. Mardi Gras goes on for like a whole month. It starts my birthday, January 6th, and it runs until the day before Ash Wednesday, which is usually late February. So it it ramps up. So you'll have to start getting parades on the weekends. And then as it gets closer to Fat Tuesday, 
um, you know, they start having more and more parades. Then about a week out, they shut down everything in the city, and it's just one parade after another parade. By the time you get to Tuesday, oh, man, you are so hammered and wasted. You've been sleeping in your car for three nights because, you know, you can't drive anywhere, and you don't want to go lose your parking spots and stuff. So uh, for a one-day blowout, St. Patrick's Day is more for me. Saint, uh, Mardi Gras is more of like a, a marathon, an ex- expanded race. What's uh, yeah, St. Patrick's Day is more like a 40 yard dash of drinking. Yeah, yeah, it's the sprint. You know, it's the speed, guys. It's Usain Bolt's out there. And then you got, oh, goodness, I don't even know who the marathoners are. But that's, you know, that's one of those things like you're just hooking it to your veins, Mardi Gras, and you are letting it fly, man, for a couple days and, you know, nights on end. What's your wildest ever uh, St. Patrick's Day story? Wildest ever. Oh, no. Clean it up if you can. Uh, yeah. Um, let's see. So I'm leaving a parade one time and I, I was, okay. Full disclosure. I was at a party after the St. Patrick's day parade and I partook in a lot of beer and then someone proceeded to give me Molly crystals of Molly to take. So I did a little bit of that. I was walking by a bar. I ran into a woman somehow. I don't know how I opened the set with her. She was quote-unquote getting ready to divorce her husband oh, wow. went back to their truck i'm guessing her husband's truck and yeah you oh! can go. that's why they call it the bed of a truck <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was a oh man you want to talk about feeling odd the next day just oh man that was a crazy one man ah, wow that, that's that's amazing that's, my friend said i showed up in the middle of the night sweating and shaking yeah, i gotta, and, I gotta uh, hang out with that day on st patrick's Day next year <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah let's do it man let me know we'll make it happen <laughs> yeah that's what they were trying to do that the leroy and uh jay fig were trying to get me to do that i'm like oh i'm not, I'm not. i said i wasn't i'm not ready for that yet it was a casual wednesday this year i'm uh, telling you robbie would have the time of our lives we go out to the hooters in hialeah <laughs> have yourself a good little afternoon wings girls and then we're gonna go take it to bikini bar in north beach miami right down the street from the radio station man <laughs> it's a shady little dirty they, they say it's not a strip club <laughs> maybe they're right let's just leave it at that maybe right. it's like that it's like that restaurant in dexter where the waitresses are serving your food naked they're not serving you food man <laughs> <laughs> do you want to know a funny story about that place yeah oh yeah so uh i have a friend that lived here in miami before i moved and i didn't know bikini bar was like that i thought it was a little grungy dive bar at the beach i walked in there and i saw three guys throwing dollar bills at a naked woman on a a bar and i was like oh no i gotta get out of here so i turn around the bouncer at the door looks at me and i I just said i'm not ready for this and i left and i called my friend i was like dude why'd you say you like that place he goes oh in a bachelor party one time i paid a hundred dollars to get some i was like a hundred dollars so i'm walking at night one night you know it's late it's one two o'clock in the morning and i hear two guys right outside bikini bar talking and i heard the guy go you're really gonna pay a hundred dollars (laughs) <laughs> all right I, I, I guess i know what i'm doing this weekend <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, yeah, when I, yeah well i know i'm going to watch the sweet 16 except it's gonna be sweet something else yeah <laughs> bikini bar I'll get you. what's the big day here in miami is it the 305 day or yeah what? 305 day already passed right i guess cinco de mayo would be the next big you know extravaganza which is odd because it has roots in mexican you know culture not really even more like mexican-american culture and there's not that much mexican culture here in miami right so I, i'm mexican and i never celebrated cinco de mayo until i was older my parents we never did anything it's it's a not it's not a holiday over there 
Well, yeah. Well, if you know the origins of the holiday, um, it's not Independence Day. No, no. Napoleon the Third wasn't taking the Mexicans very serious, so they kind of ransacked the French army for about a day, and then the French army returned the next day, fully loaded, and ended up just killing everyone. So. It's not, uh, I mean, it's prideful, but at the same time, not a huge victory for Mexico, but eventually they did have their independence. Yeah, so, and it, was, yeah. it was a battle in a small town outside of Mexico City. It's not even a big city yeah. where it happened. Yeah, exactly. So it's an American holiday where people just want to pound as much uh, Dos Equis and tequila and yeah, women it's as another excuse to party. Dan, how's your, how's your bracket holding up? I know it's a cheesy question. Uh, you know, man, I'm coming across as a very shady, slinky person. Uh, I, to say I didn't fill a bracket, I did fill out a bracket sort of the night before. My neighbor, who is 68 years old, made me go to my local dive bar <laughs> and placed a bet on a bracket for him. So I kind of like helped him fill it out. It's not holding up very well, though. No, no, not too good. We got Alabama winning it all. And, you know, I don't like that. Oh. Being from Louisiana. Hey, they're still, hey, at least they're still alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. LSU lost. Uh, Kansas lost the other day. I, I grew up liking Kansas a lot. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm pretty pretty screwed. I don't know. I think I would have picked Gonzaga if I had, you know, my choice. So I guess I'm in okay shape right now. So we'll see. Well, How are of, you guys doing? Speaking of Louisiana, what's like, you know, where do your wilder uh, escapades come from? Uh, down here or, or back in the day when you were growing up in New Orleans? As far as in my life? Yeah, or like, you know, your wild drinking escapades. Well, I mean, as far as that, I mean, it's definitely New Orleans, but I've spent more time. It's just volume over there. Yeah. What a lot of people don't know about New Orleans is most people go on a working lunch. That's why everything gets done between 7 and noon. You go to lunch, you have three or four beers, you go back to work, you kind of piddle around, maybe sneak some drinks in during the day. So everybody's pretty drunk by 2, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And if you have a free day, and this is what people can't get over in Miami, they're like, oh, I don't, I'll tell them I don't have to work tomorrow. And they'll see me with a beer at noon. And they're like, whoa, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm not working today. If you have a free day, you're, you're drinking beer, man. That's just the way things are. Uh, what, oh, I forgot who told me this. Uh, I don't, it might have been you, Dan. Uh, but uh, we, we know we know another uh, New Orleans insider too, and uh, some that they went they they there's this bar that back in the day the drinking age used to be 18, and it got raised to 21, and that bar lost so much money on revenue by 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 that by that that they started letting the 18 year olds drink again. You can get in. I mean, you can get into bars at 18. You just can't. You're not you're not supposed to drink. But New Orleans, I mean, they don't check anything. I one time rode my bicycle, me and some friends down to Bourbon Street on like a Friday or Saturday night. And we're walking down the street, 15 years old. And a guy holding up a big ass beer sign goes, hey, hey, boy, you want a beer? And my friend straight up told him, sir, I'm 15. He goes, come on, get over here. And he sold us a beer. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 is that is amazing. That is, but that's every day. I mean, you go down there, you got 14, 15 year olds drinking beers. A lot of the little shady bars, even on Bourbon Street, they don't check. So I used to bring my cousins and stuff when they were fourteen and fifteen into the bar with me, especially during the day. And I'd order them a beer. I'd hand them a beer right in front of the bartender, and the bartender didn't care. You know, okay, cool, we're good. Yeah, uh, our friend LSU Phil. Uh, he told us that you know when LSU played Vanderbilt, I think not last year but the year before, like they bought like that they went to some, like the LSU fans invaded this Nashville bar and they bought out all the bourbon, all the liquor was gone. Like, no, the whole, all, all of downtown Nashville ran out of liquor. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's true. When you get into heavy drinking party in states like that, that's true. Uh, university. When I was at the University of Wisconsin, I think one year they they dried out Pasadena when they went to the Rose Bowl or yeah. something like that because they're just not ready for that volume. People in Wisconsin, their beer. I mean, there's beer, then there's beer. Like oh. regular beer is it's just water to them, and then they start you know really drinking the beer, beer. I mean, those people can put down. But I mean, look at the cold weather yeah, they're in all the do. time. <laughs> you got to do something. So, yeah, it's different. It's a little different. Uh, I knew a lot of people told me when in Louisiana, when the drinking age was 18, people that were in bands were making 80, $120,000 a year because just every bar was full because you had so many kids out there and so many people that were eligible to drink. So 80, $120,000 a year that playing in a band, that's not bad. Not bad at all. Couple, a couple more questions, Dan, before we let you go. Uh, we've had this debate. Uh, for a while now about uh, the di- like the difference between broadcasters broadcasting remotely and being on site. And we had Dan- or Danny Rabinowitz on last week, and he illustrated all the clear differences. Now, Dan, you've you know, produced some of these games uh, when, some- when some of these announcers are broadcasting uh, off-site. And you can tell you- – can you tell the difference right away that they're the- – the- the- like during the commercial breaks, these announcers are getting annoyed by like not being able to be at the game? Oh, absolutely, man. They First of all, they're watching it on a monitor, so they really don't like the fact that they are at the mercy of what the cameraman is showing. A lot of times they're just guessing at things. As far as air quality, I don't notice it, but I don't have those finely tuned ears. But as far as quality of overall broadcast, it's it hurts. It hurts a lot for a lot of reasons. Number one, like I said, they're frustrated. They're not seeing the whole picture. And another thing is they can't really play off each other like you usually would. And I know you can FaceTime and do all that. It's not the same. You have to have the same feel. you got to be in the same room. It's just not the same. Yeah, I, I produced a Panthers game over the weekend and all of a sudden like oh. middle of the broadcast, like silence. Like you, you hear, hear the puck and slapping around and then all of a sudden dead silence. It would just cut off middle of the middle of the game. Yeah, it's just tough like that. And that's just, you know, what we've all come to realize. And I was walking by and we have CNN on one of the TVs here at the radio station. And the guy in the Zoom meeting, uh, he had some distortion on his face. Back in the day, you would never allow that on a national broadcast. But now it's part of the reality. There's going to be technical difficulties. There's going to be some dead air. There's going to be some drops. And it's just one of those things. Now, I dropped a phone call earlier today on uh, Zaslow and Amber, but that's because I accidentally hit the button. Ah! But... I'll admit it. I'll admit it. <laughs> hey, I'm big enough to admit that, but uh, we're adapting. That's kind of the best thing you can do. It sucks, but it's a real deal. So I'm going to eventually, hopefully, get the vaccine. Most people get vaccinated. We can try to get back to normal. When do you guys think we're going to get back to quote unquote normal or some form of normalcy? By, by midsummer. That early? Yeah, I think so. Because I think by then, everybody that wants a vaccine should be vaccinated, fully vaccinated. Yeah. It's just, I've learned now it's a longer game. Like, remember when we first started going into lockdown? I was like, oh, by Labor Day, you know, stadiums, 100,000 people are going to be there. We're going to be fine. I booked a trip to Morocco, oh. booked a trip to Asheville, North Carolina. I was ready to rock and roll. I was getting good prices. I was like, ah, no way that in January I'm going to have a problem. And now it just seems like everything keeps getting pushed back and back and back and back. So Yeah, but now I feel you like know, you see the finish line with the vaccines. And, and, there, and then there's new reports that there's medicine now, like an antiviral that's in the works. So I think the vaccine has to be the fitness line. Yeah, you know, Dan, how did it feel last year getting, you know, St. Patrick's Day basically canceled right before, like, we were depressed that March Madness got canceled. I'm sure you were more depressed that right before, like, right when everything started to shut down was St. Patrick's Day. 
Yeah, this is my holiday, man. This is like Christmas to me, man. It's like the biggest day ever. Yeah, that's when I knew it was real. Uh, <laughs> I was sitting around and like most Americans deny, deny. Oh, no, it's okay. Oh, it's just a little something. When they said Ireland has canceled St. Oh. Patrick's Day, I said, oh, no, <laughs> this is real. This is real. But hopefully they won't cancel. And I didn't actually get St. Patrick's Day canceled last year. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I DJed that night at Duffy's Implantation. They had a small gathering <laughs> that I DJed at. Let's just put it that way. And that was the last thing I did before it, it shut That's down. So I was in the DJ booth drinking. And uh, I always take to-go food home. You know, I don't want to eat and drink at the same time. I need to save that room, if you know uh. what I mean. That's a tip, you know. <laughs> you know, you know uh, Dan, our right, question. Before we let you go, thanks for coming on with us. Some question. Week, Dan. A movie comes out: Kong versus Godzilla. You could, I mean, before you could bet on who's going to win. Obviously, they're taking the bet off the board. So close to movie time. But Kong versus Godzilla. Who you got winning it all? I got Godzilla, man. I thought about this the <laughs> other day. It's just Godzilla's a reptile, a monster animal. You know, King Kong is a big gorilla you know I, I just i just think a weird crazy reptile scaly looking thing with fangs and with uh claws can take over the just the brute strength of kong so i really you know i gotta go with godzilla on that i just need to that it seems like so that's something i feel like that movie be much more enjoyable watching hammered i, I gotta admit <laughs> yeah if i do watch it i'll probably be uh absolutely wasted and probably bring some somebody with me and kind of if i get bored or if i don't like the way the fight is going i'll kind of get more interested in that in the movie <laughs> you could be sending sasso and amber kong versus godzilla texts at one in the morning <laughs> yeah I, I do that they'll, they'll never respond and so yeah sure why not man I, I text them all the time and it's just on deaf ears so uh yeah that's what i tell them i'll be up at three o'clock in the morning drunk sending you pelicans takes on my text line <laughs> that lonzo balls terrible jump shot <laughs> get him to the heat get him to the heat guys come on let's talk about this uh dan uh th thanks for the time man we really really appreciate it and uh and so good luck with the drinking in the future oh yeah i'm going sober tonight man ah. i gotta work you know you gotta be an adult ah. sometimes but uh love you guys and uh keep up the good work yeah man <laughs> thanks hey, man. That is Dan Day. He was a producer of the Zazzo and Amber uh, show. Wild stuff from uh, Dan Day regarding his uh, the drinking escapades on St. Patrick's yeah, I Day. Didn't, I didn't realize that's where we were. <laughs> where did you think we were going? I, I had no idea. Like When you said Dan Day was coming on, I had no idea what we were going to talk about. Well, and, and look, I saw Dan Day today. I said, hey, you want to come on? I never guessed. I'm like, hey, you want to come on? He's like, sure. And, he, and look, he had last week was St. Patrick's Day. I thought it was appropriate. Like, no, it was great. No, it was, it was a great call. I just I had no idea that he was a big St. Patrick's Day guy. I didn't know. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, we, we, we actually interviewed him on Robbie and Leroy. I just used myself in third person because Tobin was out. And so I was hosting the show, I think, the 18th. Uh -huh. Uh, and we asked, we, we had Dan, we had Dan come into this, uh, studio. We did an interview with him about, uh, what happened the night before on St. Patrick's day. Oh, nice. And so, and now that yeah. I, and I got, I, a, I don't think Dan Dan remembers the one time we went to the heat game. <laughs> I didn't, I should have, I should have brought it up, but he, he, he probably does. Uh, maybe he was hammered that night. You know, <laughs> I've met him like three times and every time he's like, Oh yeah, sorry, man. I don't remember seeing you at that place. <laughs> Wait, yeah. You met him. We met him at the heat game. Did, did we see party. him at the holiday party? At the holiday party, the famous 2019 yeah. Undercom holiday party. Yeah, but he was double fisting that night. 
Just double fisting. Ah! At the holiday party. Oh, I should have told them about that. Yeah. <laughs> that was another that was another wild night. Yeah, we, we we've interviewed uh I don't know if Hollywood was at that holiday party, but Zach Krantz was, Julie Guy was. I don't was. remember Hollywood there now. No, uh, Amber was I think supposed to be there, but then something came up. Uh Tobin and Leroy was there. And Jay, uh, Jay Fig was there. Jay Fig was there. Out of all the people that we've interviewed since you know our podcast got outed, a good portion of them were at that famous Intercom holiday party. Yeah, are we are we ever gonna do a, a show with just you and me again? Well, you know, now now people are expecting us to have a guest on every single time. We, we now, all right. Well, you got two weeks to figure out the next uh, one. <laughs> make it big when we come back. So, all right, so we got to get to the we, we got to make these up by also nominees count. Let's get to our favorite game. <laughs> and there's an all timer in this one. I have a feeling. What do we got? Oh, there there is. I'm saving that one for the end. <laughs> Uh, everybody praising a uh, Albion Christian for beating Texas. Ooh. Uh, Texas hasn't been relevant in my lifetime. Like, why do we keep thinking that Texas is good at, at college sports? Although that guy did have ice water in his veins, a fifty-eight percent free throw shooter comes to the line, needs to make well, two free throws well, to the win. If not, he, Will Muschamp would have yelled at him if he missed him. <laughs> That's why the coach looks like Will Muschamp. <laughs> no, at, yeah. When I was watching the game on Monday, the, their their uh, their second round game, I'm looking at I'm looking at him and I'm like, who does he who does he look like? And I'm like. Whoa, Will Muschamp's a basketball coach now? I had no idea. Yeah, that's all right, but that's a, that's a light one, but I feel like we were just saving for the big one coming up. But what else we got? All these people saying that Solomon Hill helped hurt LeBron James on purpose. Get out oh, of yeah, that, that, that was what makes also, also, he's a heat lifer now. <laughs> like Solomon Hill, like what does he have to gain by taking a dive at, uh, at LeBron James? Yeah. Right, like what team is I don't even I, I don't even know Solomon Hill was in the league. <laughs> like I thought once he, I, I thought once the Heat let him go that he I didn't know he was still in the league. Where's he? What team is Hawks? He? Oh yeah, yeah. The Hawks are really going to take advantage of LeBron being out. By the way, I didn't know that the Hawks are like a five seed in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, everybody's a five seed in the East. Yeah, like you know, I've been so kind of eh, this NBA season more so. I don't, I haven't got the juices flowing. For this NBA season, it's because the Heat are just so inconsistent. It's hard to watch. It's hard to get into it. Now, well, I mean, it's not just the Heat. Like you know, like I'm not even checking the standings. I mean, maybe I'm in March. I'm more concerned about March Madness. I well, was also, more yeah, concerned about football. No taking the standings because every day, like the team that's in fifth, the next day they're in tenth, and the next day they're in seventh. Well, I think what happened is when the fi- when we had the NBA finals that that late, our juices were revved up. Like, oh, Heat are in the finals. Heat are making a run in the playoffs, and then. I feel like after the season, you need you need time for the juices. Yeah, there was not enough, right. There was not a long enough break. Yeah, you need time for the juices to recover, to cool off, and then that mm-hmm. way you can that way. And then you need like a month of cool off period of the juices, and then you need like another couple months to rebuild the juice for the upcoming NBA season. You never got that yeah. rebuild period of the juice, so you had cold juice to start the NBA season. And it just, also, it just stayed like, cold. Without, without fans going, like you don't, when you're out at the bar, you don't hear somebody say, "Yeah, I'm going to the Heat game," and so like that kind of gets you a little bit excited. Oh yeah, and the three, the throw. Have you been to? A, you've been? Have you been to a social distance Heat game yet? No, I've been to a Panthers game. Yeah, the, 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 now you see the Heat are going to have uh, SDI. They're going to have a, a vaccinated section. Like they're going to have a couple sections where if you have a yeah, vaccine, yeah. You can... Apparently, Mickey Harrison loves the vaccine passports. <laughs> <laughs> what else? You have to like show ID and show your vaccination card, and you get to pay like nine hundred dollars to sit in the hundred one hundred. Is that what it is? Oh my god! I mean, I don't know how much. I don't know. No, I'm sure it could be regular prices, but uh, I don't know. I, I did see that. No, it's a good idea. I mean, there's no reason why everybody that's va- you know what I said last week. Whoever's vaccinated should be able to do whatever they want. 
No, I can't wait for that big. The big. The, 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 I can't wait for that small gathering on July fourth that we're gonna have. <laughs> yeah, like if you're vaccinated, I'm gonna be fully vaccinated two weeks from tomorrow. I should be able to do whatever I want. Wait a minute. So it, it so it takes two weeks for that vaccine to kick in. Well, it depends who you believe. Uh, it, it takes ten, and what I've read is it takes ten, but they say fourteen just to be safe. So the second shot is they basically give you the virus antibody, and then you have to quarantine for fourteen days. No, but this is well, unless you're getting the Johnson and Johnson. But if you're getting the Pfizer and the Moderna one, it's not like a regular vaccine where they actually inject you with the virus. This, this is a different type of vaccine where they're where they, they it's like mRNA, mRNA, whatever it's called, and it's not injecting you the vaccine. They're just teaching your cells how to fight back if you get the virus. I don't understand the science of it. Um, but it's not; they're not actually injecting your, you with the vac with the with the disease. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah, it's good. To, it's good that you know we're getting this last podcast in now because you know who knows what you, the side effects you're going to be feeling after tomorrow. Well, I had none after the first one, so I'm hoping. Yeah, but I feel like I heard that all the the second one's the big day. Like the second one. Yeah, but then I've also heard that the Moderna one is the one that gives you the you know worst side effects. Uh, some people say that if you had no, it just it just it, it's all luck because some people say if you had no side effects on the first one you're probably not going to have many side effects for the second one. But I've also heard people say, if you had no side effects for the first one, it means you're going to have bad side effects for the second one. So nobody, it's just all luck. Like you get it. You don't, if you, if you get some side effects, it'll be gone in 24 hours. Get your shot, ah. get this world back to normal and enjoy your small, large gatherings. <laughs> so hopefully. What else you got for my of the week? I gotta, I gotta breathe for is, this. Is one. this the big one? This is the big one. Oh, wait, before you get to the big one, let me sneak in a couple more. Uh, Devontae right. Smith and Najee Harris for not working out of their pro day. Why even have a pro day if none of these guys are going to work out? That's what's going to well, be because the pro day is for the other guys, not for them. I know, but in, soon as you're going to make one, ca- you're going to make one cool catch, uh, and then that's you're going to opt out. Oh, here it is. Here's my highlight tape. I'm not going to put, put any more risk into it. It's smart. Ah, it's, 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 but no, Payaso is the NFL GMs who take the pro day seriously. It's a piece of the puzzle. It's not. There's no. It's not a piece of the puzzle. Tua Tagovailoa proved that your what you do in college means nothing, and but what you do in pro day means even less because you're you're just in no no defense, no nothing. All right, but at least everybody's going through the same drills. Uh, like you know, you can't be like you know. I'm not saying yeah, the pro day is worth more than your college any, season. Any quarterback that's going to be that has first round potential is going to have a good pro day. I mean, but Mac Jones had a kind of an up and down pro day, and, Matt, and you know the receivers that his receivers didn't work out with him at the pro day left him high and dry. But Mac Jones kind of needed to be left high and dry because he all, he was throwing to the greatest receivers in the world. Let's see what he could do with a, an average set of receivers, and he was kind of eh. So that that's interesting. Yeah, honestly, what, what does Devonte Smith gain from doing the pro day? Uh, he could he could gain a leg up on Jamar Chase. If he runs fine, he's uh, okay. And so, what's best he going to lose? What's he going to risk? So, best case scenario is he goes from being a top ten pick to a top five pick. Fair. He could he could also fall out of the top ten. He could fall to like right. twenty. Not saying best case scenario if he doesn't and he has a good workout, he becomes a top five. He's pick. not going to fall he, out of the second round if he runs a bad time. If he has a bad one, he becomes a late first round pick because there's already concerns about his weight. He has nothing to gain by doing. All right, you know what? Now, but now, now, why? What, why is he? Why is he not running? It me, to me, it shows he's got something to hide. It shows that he's scared. He's scared of competition. That's what it shows. I want to be skeptical. It's like yeah, he was so scared of competition in the national championship yeah. when he had 800 receptions in the first half. All right, but he, he, had, he had like a, he had like some slow ass white linebacker covering him in, uh, from Ohio State. That's, that's but clearly he's not afraid of competition yeah. if he competes right, at the highest it, level. It shows he's got something to hide. It's like, why, why no, would he work? It, it just means that he doesn't want to get hurt. It's, ima- imagine filling out a job resume and leaving a portion of it blank. Like, you, you, leaving out your relevant skills. Yeah. That's what if, he's doing. 
No, imagine, imagine, imagine applying for like, imagine if we, if we apply for ESPN radio, mm-hmm. right. And we pretty much have the job. And if we go and do a practice, like a practice show, all we can do is lose the job. So if they say, Hey, if you don't do the practice show, you're still going to get they're the gonna, job. They're going to want to hear a demo. They're, they're not going to hire saying, us unless right, they hear a they've demo. already heard the demo because they've heard all our podcasts. No, what, what, what Devontae Smith is doing, he's putting on his, um, his, his, his school, his education, you know, Alabama won the Heisman, you know, four years right. I did this at Alabama. That's what he, that's, that's what he's putting out there, but relevant skills, like, you know, 40 time, no idea. But those uh, aren't relevant, Robbie. That's very relevant. It's that's what I'm saying. They're not relevant. And, he, and what's he going to look The only thing he could really do is run a four, six. That's the only way he's going to, he's not going to okay. run a four, six. All right. So I mean, He's why, scared. why risk it? Maybe, maybe you have a bad day. And, like, or have, and, or not, and Najee Harris putting it, on this it's PR. Kind of like, it's kind of like what I was saying about Joe Burrow last year, like or two years ago. There's no, Joe Burrow has nothing to gain by playing in the national title game except for getting hurt and ruining his career, or winning a national championship, and you know, cementing his legendary status. Eh, legendary in college, who cares? Become a legend in the NFL. Yeah. And look, you could see clearly see like you know with Tua Tagovailoa, like you know not the same guy. Had we seen Tua work out more, like oh wait a minute, this guy is not as good. He's a product of the. No, but see that's 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 on that's not on him not having the pro day. That's on Chris Greer and Brian Flores for not being able to scout him correctly. It's it's a piece of the puzzle. It's an important piece. How about or Najee Harris doing this whole PR campaign? Oh, I drove nine hours to be with my teammates. I'm not going to work out. Like he wasn't going to work out anyway, even if his flight didn't get canceled. Okay, what do you want to see Najee Harris? work out for you already know he's going to be a great running back well i know i want to see i want to see his 40 time i want to see you know uh his measure is measurables like you know that's all important like yeah you, you, you we know he balled out in college and there's two examples there's derrick henry who balled out at alabama and is balling out of the nfl but then there's also trent richardson who also balled out of alabama but was a total bust in the and, nfl and how good was trent richardson's combine it was it wasn't that it wasn't really that spectacular it was just like you know and, he went third he overall the number three overall pick and Derrick Henry went second round, and it was and it was an all world man. Like you, yeah. these stuffs are important. They're, now you can't not, just though. be like, a combine guy. When when has a when has a linebacker? I know these are different positions, but when has a linebacker ever ran straight for forty yards? Well, look, Devin White in a game. In a game, what Devin Wright ran is forty, and he busted out like a, a ridiculously fast time for a linebacker. Yeah. He busted out like a four uh-huh. four. He was a crying. Because like he he couldn't believe like after he busted like he knew his draft stock has risen so much he was moved to tears. No, I know that's true because Devin White, great linebacker, but it's not because he runs a fast forty because he's never ran straight for forty it's, yards. Look, it's not the end all be all, but it's it's important information. It's really not. It's just it, you just like it because you're you're a big draft guy, but <laughs> the combine is literally nothing. It's 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 absolutely nothing. No, no, the 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 combine. Look, Justin Herbert proved like we dismissed his his combine last year. Oh, we knew he was gonna poo- wow the combine. You, we all called it, and he wowed the combine, and we all dismissed it. And he he's turning out to so far to be the better quarterback than Tua Tagovailoa, Mister College Guy. Yeah, and how was Joe Burrow's combine? He, he really, I mean, he got he didn't really have one exactly, and he's still a good quarterback. Yeah, we don't know that he got he got injured halfway through the season. Yeah, but he would be, he you could you could tell he passes the eyeball test. I mean, his yards per temper were up there with Tua's. Uh, I mean, yeah, his best wide receiver is also who like Auden Tate, T. T. Higgins. They drafted a receiver high for him. They had AJ Green. AJ and, Green was was hurt and he was terrible. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, and, they, and so I mean, I feel uh, he had a good complement of receivers. I, I felt T. Higgins had a nice year. No uh, offensive line. Their offensive line was terrible. That's why they got to draft Sewell. Right. All right. Anyways, all right, I, I've been delaying this song enough. SDI. Let's get to it. The big biasel. Oh, I forgot we were doing that. Uh, 
All right. All right, breathe. So, so you know, I'm casually I'm getting ready for March Madness. A couple games are on. I get an alert, an ESPN alert. I'm, oh, you know what? Maybe maybe a game got canceled. Maybe, I don't know, maybe something something big is happening, you know. Alert. March Madness divided the Watt house. What? Why? Why do we still do this? How many... Because what I, I I didn't even read the article because I refuse to give any story on JJ Watt clicks because I feel like people click on it because they're not they want to keep sending out these alerts but I'm assuming because he went to Wisconsin his wife went to North Carolina yeah that's that's the story so that's why the house was divided oh yeah and it was a whole column about that they had the oh do- yeah you, you know Robbie did you know that JJ Watt and his wife are the only athletic mar- cu- married couple who went to separate schools that played each other. Oh, no way. Apparently, because I've never gotten another alert when, oh. when the Chase Claypool house was divided. <laughs> but, uh, you, you did it like if you, if you read the article, they had they had two dogs. They had like two big golden retrievers. Oh, let me guess. They put one. They put a Wisconsin jersey on one and Carolina on the other. <laughs> like Kam- Kaminsky and like what, Jordan? Yeah, they just put like a regular North Carolina shirt on one dog. And then and then the other dog had a Wisconsin shirt. It's like, oh, look at these house divided. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, the house, and they had a whole article on, on how on house on what, what are you guys look? I know it's slow. I know there's not a lot going. on. Well, you know what? Hold on a second. There's March Madness. There's NBA. Baseball's about to start. We don't. We there's other things to cover. We don't have to cover house divided. And it, it was like, they had like the, 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 the two of them were tweeting each other back and forth, which is another thing. You're tweeting at each other when you're right next to each other. <laughs> like, okay, see, that, that doesn't bother me as much because I get it. They have a lot of followers. People like to see their interactions. Fine. I get that. They're trying to they're trying to be more personable. Uh, yeah, that one doesn't bother me as much. But the, and I don't even I'm, I'm, also, I'm also almost getting to the point where I don't even blame J.J. Watt anymore. It's why are we covering it? Like, it's not, you know, making everything about himself is one thing, but I mean, it's not his fault that ESPN chose to write a story about how their house is divided. But why are we sending that in an alert? Yeah, just just like last year when you famously got the that alert around this time about JJ Watt dancing with his grandmother at his wedding. Yeah, of course, and 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 in, and in true Watt fashion, the grandma made the wedding about herself instead of about JJ Watt and his wife. <laughs> I think I said the same thing on that on that episode last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. We said the pre. It's in the previously. We put it in the previously for yeah. a reason. This, this one was an all time biasa. I couldn't believe like div- house. Divided Watt House. I mean, God, it's the day of March Madness, ESPN. Like, I'm thinking, oh, no, R- Robbie's going to freak out because some game got canceled and he's going to say the world is over again. Or, <laughs> or, I don't know, like, maybe I need to change my bracket because something happened. I, I don't remember if the, if the games had started or not. Uh, house divided. Unbelievable. Like, who? Honestly, honestly. I know, I know a lot of places are still sadly locked down. I know there's not a lot to do, but... There's got to be at least 700,000 things better to do than read an article about how the Watt house is divided. <laughs> yeah, like this is this is a long article. And then like, I think uh, like Sarah Spain got involved in it. Oh, the, who wrote it? Oh, well, she, she, she was involved in the tweet storm. It was just, it was just written by ESPN.com. It doesn't say. Oh, it doesn't have an author? Okay. Yeah, but <laughs> oh, my God, going through it. J.J. Watt tweets out. Badgers versus Tar Heels. We're wet, ready. Hashtag March Madness. And here's the picture. Oh, and he posts a picture of the dogs. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you can't see it over yeah, there. But, no, uh, don't worry about it. Uh, yeah, and, then, and then his wife responds. And, and then, you know, Sarah Spain goes, tensions are high in the Watt household right now. And then, you know, they're tweeting back and forth. This is going on and on. 
and that's those entire article. That's it's yeah, no, I mean tensions are high in the Watt household. Like Sarah Spain, come on, like there's gotta be something else you can tweet about. <laughs> the picture of the dogs. Like, <laughs> like just, there's gotta be a better use of her vocabulary. <laughs> Well, <laughs> uh, SCI, we had a wild show today, uh, and uh, <laughs> yeah, that, no damn day story. I, I'm going out and getting drunk right now. Yeah. Day story. Well, you're gonna be so drunk, we're not gonna be able to do another podcast for two weeks. <laughs>